Matt Stepp, today is August 1st, 2022. What were you doing at midnight? It's not fit for air. Tep and Step, your premium Texas high school football podcast from your friends at Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. I am the Tep, Greg Tepper. And I'm the Step, Matt Step. Thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. And, and look, I know you buy a, a subscription to Dave Campbell's Texas Football for a lot of reasons. Most notably, hey, you got the 2022 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football like well before anyone else this year. Yeah. Smart move there. Um, and uh, and then also great stuff on the website all year round, the recruiting edition, but let's be real. There's at least a decent number of you that the entire reason that you are subscribing to, te- to TexasFootball.com is like this month of this mm-hmm. month of this podcast. I'm looking at you, Hudson Standish and Mike Roach. Yes. Looking at you. Looking at there both at le- of you. There are at least some of you who this is Christmas because it's our Christmas. Mm-hmm. This it is. is um, this fired is, up. This is preview season. It's 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 August one. Uh, we're going to record the one A and two A preview today. That's the one you're listening to right now. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to record the three A and four A preview. We're going to release that later this week. Then next mm-hmm. week we're going to release record the five A preview and the six A preview, which are going to be scattered across the next couple of weeks. And then we're just going to it's going to be week one. And like, then we're here. I'll, I'll, I'll be back in the studio with you, and we'll be doing week one, and we will. We'll, we'll, we will. Are we bringing the game draft back? Is that is that? Have you made it? Have you made a decision yet? You know what we we need to get together with our people and discuss okay. Okay. Uh, discuss do our strategy meeting, figure out what the EBITDA is on the game draft. But okay, uh, EBITDA is a is a business term I learned recently, so I'm going to start. Look at you, sh- business business tepper. into conversations. Business tepper uh, making an appearance. But this is your 2022 Class 1A and Class 2A preview edition of Tep and Step. We do appreciate uh, you being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. We're going to go region by region in all four of the divisions of 1A and 2A coming up mm-hmm. here. But we are going to start, as we always do, Matthew, with your Texas high school football fun fact of the week. So, Matt Stepp, we have two six-man teams that are moving back into the 11-man ranks, Sterling mm-hmm. City and Water Valley. Two two pretty good teams last year. Uh, yes, they, uh, yes. You know, Water Valley was a 12-win team uh, a year ago, and uh, then and then Sterling City was a 10-win team. So you're talking and, about... And Sterling City was a state champion not that not, long ago. Not that long ago. Not, not that long ago. That's right. Yeah. But Matt Stepp, and I know you're not a six-man guy, but I do want to see if you know this off the top of your head. Matt Stepp, there are three former 11-man teams that are making the drop to six-man. Do you know in this alignment? Do you know which three are dropping to the to the one A ranks? Uh, Menard, Ding. Are we counting Ranger? We are not counting Ranger. Okay, Ranger we're not counting Ranger. Ranger, I believe, played like an outlaw six man schedule last year. So yeah, they technically do not Ranger is playing an outlaw six man schedule this year because they actually turned in an eleven man enrollment, but they're choosing to stay to just play. To stay six man, yeah, until until they get their numbers situation 
So, uh, so we, we're not counting Ranger in this example. Yes. So, so I do have Menard. Um, Erie, Erie County already dropped. They were pretty recent. Uh, yeah. Burkeville. Burkeville is dropping. That's right. I, I'm not a six man guy, but I think Burkeville, once they pick up the six man game, could be pretty good. I think they've got an opportunity. They got some athletes. Uh, Just but, keep an eye on Burkeville at, at once they learn the six man game. And yeah. uh, is it High Island? It's High Island. Wow, yeah. you're off yeah. on a off to a fantastic start. That's right. High Island uh, returning to the six man ranks. They played six man a... from tw- go ahead, go ahead, twenty. Sorry. They played six man from 2012 to 2019, and then they played two years of eleven man with Coach Matt Miracle. Did not go um, well. There, there were no miracles to be had. But no, um, yes. Uh, uh, but then they are they are returning back to whence they came, the six man ranks, where um, they had a little bit more success. Although they are they're a weird situation There's, because no pun intended. They're they're on, they're on an island. No pun they're intended. They're so remote. Yeah. Oh yeah. By six man standards, they are very very remote down there in a high island. But but there you have it. Uh, the 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 ebbs and flows of uh, of uh, six-man, 11-man football. Two teams moving up, three teams moving down in the six-man ranks. Okie dokie, Matt. Uh, f- so what we're doing here is we're doing our season preview for each classification. We're going to go smallest division to largest division. Today we're okay. going to cover uh, class 1A and class 2A. I will be doing most of the heavy lifting in 1A because Step is not a six-man guy. Uh, I yeah. am a six-man guy. Should I put my positioning statement out yeah, there for six-man? It's, it's, you know, every podcast somebody's first. Let's get your, let's let's. your six-man positioning statement. Okay, here's the thing. I don't – I don't – I just don't enjoy the game. I, I don't have mm-hmm. anything against six-man football, anything against six-man towns. I think it's a great thing for those communities to have an outlet that are small, that want to play a game that's modified to fit their needs as a school size. Just for me personally – I just don't get a lot of enjoyment out of watching the game. It's just not a game that I enjoy watching. That's 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 the only reason I don't. It's nothing against it. It's just when I watch the games, it's just not something that I really enjoy. Like like I'm a seven on seven guy. There's mm-hmm. a lot of people that don't like seven on seven. That's yeah. fine. I get it. You know, it's, it's, it's same thing with six man. It's just the town. I, I have you know enjoy it. Cut you know do do all you want with it. I think it's awesome for those communities. It's just not a game that I personally enjoy watching. That's there's also a lot. There's also, there's a, a, a small group of people who don't like the 11 man game who there are there. There are six man people and they just, mm-hmm. I like six man football and the 11 man game is boring. And, 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 and to some they extent, call it wide, like, a cra- they call it crowded field football. Crowded field. Which, yeah. yeah they call crowded. It crowded field. Yeah. So um, that's fine. Which, you know, personal preference. Ford guy, Chevy guy, you know, it's, I get it. You know, it's just not my yeah. thing. So we're going to start with one, a division two. One A Division Two, and the, the way we're going to do this is we're going to go over. We're going to go overarching look at at the classification. Then we're going to get nitty gritty. We're going to talk about each region a little bit in depth. Then we're going to issue a sleeper. We all get to pick one sleeper or dark horse, however you want to phrase it. Hipster, way. hipster kinda, you know, yeah, 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 exactly. A hipster team, and then we are going to uh, pick our, uh, and then we're going to do our regional picks and state champion picks um, for each uh, for each of the division. We'll start in the smallest division. 1A Division 2. So the number one team in the state, there is a lot of a lot of upheaval in the rankings in 1A Division 2. We're talking the, the smallest classification in the state. And this is, in a lot of ways, this is because of one player. 
that there was a lot of upheaval really during the during the production of Dave Campbell's Texas football. Uh, and that I is, I know what this is. Yes. Even, even me, six man guy, not, I know what this is. So, so last year you may remember the defending state champs are strong, strong won another state championship, their fifth state championship under coach Dwayne Lee. And uh, a large, one of the key components to their win, not the only one, but a key component was this superstar freshman, Grayson Rigdon. Grayson Rigdon uh, was a, a star for them. He was the dual MVP, I believe, of the state championship game and was as a freshman was very clearly the best player on the field during the state championship game. Like it was not up for debate. He was the guy. Remember a lot of that talk too. The, the yes. best player of the field is a freshman in this game. I do remember that. It, it was crazy. Uh, so he in the off season transferred to Benjamin. Now Benjamin was a team that we already thought was going to be pretty darn good. They brought back every one of their starters from last year's team that went 10 and one, won a district championship. Coach Shannon Waters did a fantastic job there uh, at, at, uh, at, at Benjamin. They've had their own upheaval in the coaching ranks. And I don't know the inside scoop behind that, but it sounds kind of fishy. He was Shannon Waters was our one, a coach of the year at Benjamin and he's no longer there. They, they, I don't, I don't want to say ran him out of town, but he's not there anymore. Tupper, um, are you telling me that small town politics made their way into the <laughs> smallest classification of Texas high school football? I'm not not saying it. I'm just saying that that is uh, that is in fact possible uh, that that it happened there. Mm-hmm. In any case, they go and they have hired um, Grayson Rigdon's dad as the head coach there at um, at uh, Benjamin. As a result, we kind of do some shuffling around of our rankings, and Benjamin is the number one team in the state. Uh, still a lot of questions, but they do have, I mean, all, they they tick all the boxes of great last year, bring back a lot from last year's team, and they added the single best player in the classification uh, in a place where, I mean, you talk about like even at the 2A Division two level, like think about how dominant a guy like Rashad Paul was, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. imagine adding a guy like that to an already pretty loaded team. So they're number one, but it's by no means a cakewalk. Balmeray is two. Uh, we co- think Coach Vance Jones has another opportunity to, to make another deep run. Jayton, number three. Richland Springs, number four. And then there's Strawn. Strawn rounds out the top five. I actually saw Dwayne Lee this past weekend and chatted with him a little bit. And he, you know, he's downplaying themselves a little bit. And he's saying, you know, we're going to be young. They bring back zero starters on both sides of the ball. Zero. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. They were going to bring back one in Grayson Rigdon, and now they're bringing yeah. back zero. Now, um, correct me but, if I'm wrong. Wasn't there some – did Strawn move from Region 3 to Region 2? And that Did that really change up the dynamics of the of the classification as a whole? Did I, did wow. I remember reading that wow. right? Or? Who says you're not a six-man guy? Yes, they did. Yeah. Uh, Strawn flipped from District 11 to District 8. So they move as, – as I'm fond of saying, they move from the AFC to the NFC, basically. Mm-hmm. And so that changes things. And by the way, they're now on what I would say is decidedly the dirty side of the bracket. In our top 10, there is only one team on the right side of the bracket, and that's Richland yeah. Springs. Because the power in six man is definitely west of 35. It's, 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 clearly- always, it's always been west of 35, and now it is like so decidedly west heavy. Uh, that it's it's pretty crazy in one A division too, and so Strawn is an interesting case. But I you doubt Dwayne Lee at their own peril. Most teams, if they brought back 
three lettermen and zero starters from their team, we would bury in the rankings, but not them. They've earned that benefit of doubt. So 1A Division II is certainly more intriguing than it's been in the past couple of years. In 1A Division II Region 1, Balmeray is our favorite there. They bring back 10 starters from last year's team that made it all the way to the regional semifinals before losing to eventual regional uh, state runner at Motley County. Um, uh, I, I'm really high on Whit Harrell as well. They bring back every starter from last year's team. That was an eight-win team. Klondike was a bit of a surprise last year, uh, running all the way to the semifinals. They won the region last year, but they have a lot of retooling to do. Groom is probably your your Groomer Sanderson are probably your sleepers there in Region One. Region Two is the is the decidedly dirty region. I mean, it is brutal here. You're I'm talking looking at it. A lot, a lot of six man big names here. Benjamin, of course, our number one team. Jayton is one of the most decorated programs in six man football. Strawn, Motley County, Throckmorton. You have five of the top ten, five of the top eight in the in in region two. This is going to be so. We have Benjamin number one. If they get out of that region, I'm going to feel great about it. But right now, if you were to say, where's the state champion coming from? You would probably be wise to just say out of region two, because that's where the real the real dirt is. Motley County is the state runner, reigning runner up. But like, here's a perfect example of what we do with teams when they don't bring back a lot. They only bring back one starter on both sides of the ball, and they're number six. Like, they, they bring back more than Strawn did. But it's just it to, to me they they will they will be in the mix, but they have a lot of retooling to do, and we think they could be uh, could be taking a little bit of a step back. Throckmorton, and then maybe if you're if you're looking for a sleeper, I don't know if there's a sleeper because it's so deep. Uh, but but Paducah is probably your sleeper in Region Two. Region yeah. Three is wide open. This whereas all the power is concentrated in Region Two, Region Three is kind of like who's left. Uh, I even talked with the Oglesby coach for this re, uh, for this uh, the one A preview in the magazine. And even he was like, yeah, I think it's it's there. Like, you don't want to overlook anybody, but I mean, we think we can get a, get a run. It, Oglesby, Oakwood, and Calvert are probably our three favorites there. I think Bynum is a sleeper there as well. Uh, but but Oglesby, Oakwood, and Calvert are probably your, your, your big, your favorites there. But this is, I mean, this is a wide open region. There is not a power, uh, a powerhouse yeah. here. There's not a world beater in region three. Um, and that's what's good. That, that should make that pretty fun. And there's only 12 teams. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a small region too. It's the smallest or, region. I'm sorry, 16. 16 I, I teams. can't. Math is hard. But it's probably the it's I think it's the smallest region of any classification in the state right there in mm-hmm. region three of one A division two, uh, and then and which I believe that's where High Island um, no they were one A division one they're they're one A D one ignore me um, but they were in the region three I believe and then there's region four region four has Richland Springs but I will tell you that there has been a team that we have been that I've heard multiple coaches come up to me and and unprovoked say watch out for, and that's Cherokee. Cherokee was a regional semifinalist last year. They bring back eight starters total from last year's team. Keep an eye on Cherokee. You heard it here first. If anybody I think is going to challenge Richland Springs for that region four crown, which they've seemingly held forever, it could be Cherokee within their own district. Six man um, hipster pick right there. Yeah. Uh, Lorraine is going to be a team to keep an eye on too, but but Cherokee is the one that's, that kind of everyone's talking about in 1A Division Two as that team that could really crash the party. So keep an eye uh, on them. If you're looking for favorites or if you're looking for, for uh, a sleeper, I kind of mentioned some sleepers, but I would say my sleeper is probably Cherokee, number 10. Uh, but I would also go with really anybody out of Region 3 simply because that is so wide open that you could you could talk me into like Bluffdale making a run or like you could talk me into like Fannindale getting really hot or something like that. So there's a lot, there's a lot of, 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 
hipster hipster picks there, but really 1A Division two tends to be pretty top-heavy. So as far as picks are concerned, I think I'm going to go with uh, Chalky in the magazine. Balmeray in Region 1. Uh, I'm going to go with Benjamin in Region 2, although there, there are just so many moving parts that's hard to like really sink your teeth into. It would not be a sur- surprise if Strawn won that region again, simply be- or won their region again simply because uh, they have such a great pedigree. Um, region 3, I'll go with Oglesby, but again, that's the most wide-open region. And then Region 4, uh, Region four, I'll go with Richland Springs, but I'm going to keep saying again, Cherokee is team to watch. And for a title game, I like, uh, I'll just go Chalky, and I'll say Benjamin over Richland Springs in a state championship game. So there is 1A Division 1, or 1A Division 2, rather. Let's matriculate now to the largest six-man classification, and that's 1A Division 1, where the defending state champs, the Westbrook Wildcats, begin the year number one. Uh, I saw, um, when's the last time I saw Homer Matlock? I saw him recently. Um, uh, it might have been at coaching school. Um, and they're the number one team in the state. And and I, I wrote in the magazine in 1A Division 1 that he won't he won't admit it, but we think Westbrook could really be on the verge of, of some special stuff here. Uh, like real dynasty type stuff. Like they've got a ton coming back, five starters on both sides of the ball from the state champion a year ago, uh, and they are loaded for bear. Uh, now it's it's not easy, but much like the same, much like we were talking about on the other uh, in Y Division Two with Richmond Springs, a lot of the power is actually uh, a lot of at least the uh, at the very top tier is kind of is kind of over there in Region Two, like uh, mm-hmm. or Region Three rather on the other side of the bracket in Region Four, Abbott Region Two or Three rather, and then May and Jonesboro in Region Four. Teams they wouldn't have, they don't have to play one of in a title game. Westbrook yeah. looks like the favorite here, but there is a, a pretty deep crop of, of experienced teams like Garden City, who brings back five starters on each side of the ball from a team that kind of bounced out early. They they took their lumps last year, but could be in for a bit of a, a bit of a run. And then kind of uh, traditional powers like Borden County and Turkey Valley, who had kind of by their standards subpar years, but could be in for a real a real leap in this year. So one uh, A Division one figures to be uh, pretty fun. Realignment didn't have as big of an impact on uh, on them as as it as it did in uh, in region division one. Uh, not a ton of cross regional kind of violence there, but uh, but you do have a, a number of, of teams that are kind of shifting di- districts, which could make for some fun things, including one district we'll get to in region four. Let's start with one uh, A Division one region one, where we'll start with uh, the favorite here that we have is number seven Happy. Um, I like Happy. But I think a lot of the reason that they're here is simply because of what they did last year, which was a 10-4 and run. They won the region last year, lost to Westbrook in the semifinal. They bring back enough to make you feel like they're going to be pretty good and four, with four stars on each side of the ball. But I also think that there is this next layer of teams that all have a ton of experience, kind of the same amount of experience. And if you run back, and, and by the way, they won... Happy won those games. They won their regional final game by two. They won their bi-district game by four. Like... They were they were riding the razor's edge, and if you run those games back, it wouldn't necessarily be a surprise to see a different team emerge. Uh, I like Turkey Valley a lot. I like Spring Lake Earth a lot, former eleven man team. I like Spur a lot as a potential uh, kind of party crasher. Follette, I think, is going to be in the mix as well. Uh, you can even talk me into Anton, although they have a few more pieces to replace. Uh, they are moving up from a cl- uh, up from Division Two. Uh, moving up and having some pieces to replace, I think, is going to be tough. Tough but, combination uh, there. Fallout is the same way. Fallout has more returning starters, but they're moving up from one A Division One. I, I, but so I would just say one A Division One or Region One was there was just so much 
Um, the, the margins were so thin last year. And, and Happy is a good team and, and certainly deserving of being the top-ranked team in that region, but I'm not sure it's a runaway there in Region 1. Region 2 is where Westbrook resides, but they're going to have to earn their way through it with three other teams in the same district, a real district of doom there in Region 2. Garden City, Rankin, and Borden County, all with championship pedigree, all with a ton coming back, somewhere between 9 and 10 starters for each of them, and they're in the same district, which means we're going to have a team in the top eight, Matt, that misses the playoffs were guaranteed. Like, yeah, because six-man still only takes two teams to the playoffs. Right, so it's going to yeah. be crazy uh, there. Uh, Westbrook is the favorite there out of District 8. Their biggest threat in that district, I think, is Hermley. Uh, the, the the deep, the real hipster pick here is Van Horn. Uh, mm-hmm. Van Horn way out west. If you if you want to buy in on some on some stock, they bring back a lot from last year. I think they earned. I think that they 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 uh, they went eight and four, went two rounds deep in the playoffs last year. I think that they they learned a lot from that, and they bring back a lot from from a program that's really getting their feet underneath them. So they're the real hipster there in Region Two. They're so a fairly it's, recent six man team yeah. as well. They, I mean, I, I remember Van Horn being eleven man not that long ago. Yeah. Region and so Region Two, Westbrook's the favorite, but a lot of the fireworks I think are going to come from District Seven with Garden City, Rankin, and Borden County. We're going to have you're going to have some real high leverage district games there late in the season, which could be really fun. Region Three, you're going to have two old rivals who are or not old rivals, but old buddies who are once again going to go at it, and that's Abbott and Blum. Abbott and Blum have have gotten to know each other a lot over the past couple of years. Uh, they are the, the the staffs know each other extremely well. Uh, uh, the the head coach at um, at Blum, whose name is escaping me at the moment. Of course, they were the kind of surprise state champion from a couple of years ago. Uh, but the head coach at Blum is a gentleman by the name of Cooper Thornhill. He was the defensive coordinator for Terry Crawford when Terry Crawford was that surprise, led Abbott to that surprise state championship back in 2015. They know each other inside and out. They look like the two best teams in this in, in Region 3. Blum was a team that they went 5-6 and six last year, but they were mega young, like super mm. young. They bring back five starters on each side of the ball. I like them to have a bounce back. Gorman's a bit of a sleeper here. They, they bring back a lot from last year's team. That, but they are moving up a classification. That's going to be a challenge for them. Gordon is in that. I'm sorry, Gordon is the team that's moving up uh, from a 10 win team uh, a year ago. Keep an eye on them. They've got a lot of pedigree as well. One, Abbott, one thing I noticed Abbott and Blum, even even by six man standards, they're in different districts, but they're relatively close to like they're, yeah. they're only about 35 miles apart from each other. So, yeah, but you, they're in different you, districts. When you get down there in that Central Texas area in YA Division One, they are all real crammed together. Uh-huh. I mean, Region Three does kind of stretch out to East Texas with like Gilmer, Union Hill, and stuff like that. But yeah, it's, they're all kind of crammed together. Um, so Abbott, uh, I believe, I believe Abbott plays Blum in non-district. They may open with Blum because um, they're not because you just got to play who you got. Yeah, um, and somebody thirty miles away—that's yeah. a great non-district game. No travel, exactly right? Uh, and then Region 4, May was, of course, the state runner-up from a year ago. They have a bit of reloading to do with just four starters back overall. Jonesboro is their district bunkmate. That is going to be uh, a pain in their rear end, right on their heels, um, and a team that um, that I think could make a run. Eddie Gallegos does such a great job down there with Jonesboro. They get kind of get thrust into – they were in District 13 and 15 last year. Now they kind of split the difference in District 14. That is going to be a – I mean, that's a straight-up seeding game. Uh, unless Lomita decides to crash the party, which – I like, but not that much. Um, and then Erie and County uh, and Lakey, two former 11-man teams that have, have quickly acclimated to the six-man game. They bring back a lot from their teams, but it looks like the, the, the regional champions probably coming out of District 14 with May and Jonesboro 
um, there to, in, in Region 4. So if you're looking for a sleeper, my sleeper is probably Van Horn, but they do come from the toughest region, which gives me a little bit of pause. I would also just say basically anybody in Region 1, you know, because those margins were so small with Happy, Turkey Valley, you know, Spring Lake Earth, it wouldn't be a surprise to see like a Knox City get really hot and, and be the team uh, to, to make a run. So um, Knox City is a team that that the computers really like coming even despite a, a, a five and six record year ago. They bring back a lot on defense. So they're keep in it the right region. They're, yeah, they're in the right region. region. Yeah. Exactly right. So uh, if you're looking for my picks, I'm actually going to go against the magazine here. And I'm going to go. I think I like Valley, Turkey Valley to win region one. Um, and then I like I'm going to go with Westbrook in region two. I'm going to go with Abbott in region three, although I do like Blum and I think they're going to have a big bounce back year. Uh, and I'm going to go with May. No, I'm going to go with Jonesboro in Region 4. Uh, so give me a state championship game of Westbrook and Abbott. And, uh, boy, pretty coin flippy, but I think you got to go with Westbrook. Westbrook's the defending champs. They bring back a, a ton from last year's team. Um, and, and I'm going to go with Westbrook over Abbott in the state championship game. And that is your six-man preview, Matthew. How do you like you that? It. You did it. I, I won't say we did it because you did it. Well, you helped, kind of. You give me moral support. A lot of moral I did. support there. I did. I did. Um, all right. It's now uh, we're we're now going to move into eleven man football. We're going to move up to two A Division two, where I would say Matthew, the headline in our rankings in the preseason uh, in, in our preseason rankings is who's not number one for like what feels like the first time in a million years. The first time since they've been Division two is the Mart Panthers. I mean, every year Mart's been Division two. They've been ranked number one in the magazine, and, and, and now they are. They are. Uh, they've been relegated, mm-hmm. just disrespected oh. all oh, Kevin, the way down. Kevin to, Hoffman is fired up. He's just, just got. He's just got a picture of you in the field house with the red circle with the line drawn through it, and just throwing I'm, darts at I'm, it. I'm, just, I'm trying to find him. I've got to go all the way down the rankings. They're all the way down at ah oh, number three. Disrespect oh. season in full effect. <laughs> full uh, effect. But, I mean, look, they were. They, they lose in the state. We'll, we'll start, with, start with Marty, even though they're not the number one team. They lose in the state semifinals a year ago. A heartbreaker to Fall City, who who finally, Fall City, like, it finally worked. Yeah. Like, <laughs> finally. The, the, they finally did it. The, the same game plan, which is, mm-hmm. what if we just continue to run and play ball control and then, like, score late and hold on? It finally worked. It did. Um, now, Mart has some holes to fill, especially defensively. They had a wild offseason. Kevin Hoffman retired and unretired and stuff like that. Um, but like, look, I mean, w- when we say that Mart is like number three, we're saying there's still going to be a factor in the statewide race. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, they're probably still a favorite in reason three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, they're, they're still going to be in the mix. There's a good chance they're playing for a state championship once again. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I they lost a lot. I, I think division two is a lot more wide open this year than mm-hmm. it has been. Um, just because of the fact that Mart is not the this the lock them in number yeah. one team, so I think there's a lot more teams that I think enter the season and have a they feel like they've got a great shot to win it all, including the number one team in the state, the Albany Lions, um, thirteen and one a year ago, bring back more than half their starters for Denny Faith's ball club. Um, there's there's some there's some buzz around. Uh, what Albany's doing, and and the question is, man, can Denny Faith finally get one? Yeah, I I think if if he's going to get it, it's this year. I I yeah. think 
I think it lines up really well for Albany this year to get because the problem with Albany is that they've had some great teams. They when they when they played in the state championship in the early aughts, they ran into a Traylon Shed. They had a, they ran into a Cayuga team who had two Division One players on it. They had Traylon Shed and they had a receiver who played at Texas. Like that's tough okay. in division. And then 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 they get to the the back to back title games and lose to Rashad Paul who played at A and M. So, I mean, tough. Tough sled in there. I think it lines up for Albany to get it done this year. If they're, they're going to do it, it's this year. This, but, this is, you know, and I think Denny Faith, you know, he talked to him. And, you know, I, I, he doesn't make a big deal out of it. But, you know, let's be honest. The guy's a competitor. He's been there forever. Done such a great job. He, he wants to get that. It's the one thing missing from his resume. It's, we talked about it with Phil Danaher, the legendary coach at Cal Allen who just retired. You know, that was the one thing missing from his resume was a state title. And I, I think – I think Coach Faith wants to get that kind of check that mark, check it off his list. His 36th season there at Albany is 330, 105, and 4. That is pretty good. It's pretty um, solid. Now, and we'll go region by region here in, in just a moment, but I mean, Albany brings back quarterback Cole Chapman. They got a running back they really feel like, feel good about in Cola Fever. Um, this is a, this is a loaded team, and, and and this I think you're right. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen uh, this year. But let's this start instead. Year. Even though many people consider them to be West Texas, they're not. The, they're not in Region One. Uh, that's a that's that's big Panhandle area out there oh, yeah. in, in Region One, uh, where uh, I don't know. Like Wellingtons are preseason number one. In in of course, this was the Region One by Stratford last year. They've moved mm-hmm. up to Division One. Wellingtons are preseason number one. Um, but I don't think it. I don't think it's a walkover for them. I think Region One actually has some pretty decent balance at the top. That it wouldn't be a surprise that if Wellington slips, there's certainly a couple of teams that I think could be into to kind of ups, to kind of upset the apple cart. I don't think Wellington's going to win their own district. Oh, really? Who I think Clarendon. With? I think Clarendon's going to win the district. Okay. Clarendon beat them last year. Clarendon's yep. got that guy in Jamari mm-hmm. Davis, the Texas Tech commit. Mm-hmm. At this level, if you've got that guy, you can make a lot happen. Now, Wellington loses their guy in yep. Mark Ramirez. So Clarendon beat him last year. I don't see any reason to think that Clarendon won't beat him this year in the regular season. The problem is, is I think Wellington and Clarendon are going to play twice. Yes. And it's tough it's- to beat a good team twice, and that's where maybe you could see Wellington in the playoffs pull pull off pull it off. I I think Vega is going to be in the mix. I, mm-hmm. I like what what they're bringing to the table. Um, you know, with eight starters back on both sides of the ball, um, Groover is going to be in the mix as well. Um, if you look if you're looking for like a you know, and I'll I'll jump the gun a little bit. My sleeper probably is going to be New Home. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not getting a lot of talk. They're they've only been eleven man for four years. It's a rapidly growing area just south of Lubbock. There, they're starting to. Get, they're they're not going to be two A division. They're not going to be in two A much longer. Like they're growing yeah. that fast. I would imagine they'll go division one here pretty soon. So they're going to have a good a, a lot of numbers. So if you're looking for a sleeper type team, I think it's New Home. But I, I think this region runs through the Panhandle, and your three yeah. teams to watch are Clarendon, Wellington, and Vega. Yeah, District 1 and District 2. Like the top end of yep. District 1 and District 2. That's the power uh, nexus in this region yeah, for sure. It really is. I, I think I think that you're right. Region 2 is where Albany lives, but that uh, so too are three other top 10 teams in our preseason rankings, including the number 2 team. Let's talk about Brady Kearney's Munster Hornets. They're going to do the thing again. And, and I will say this about this Munster team. This does feel a little bit like w- that title team from back in what, 20... 17, 2016, 2017, 2016, 2017. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're they're kind of they under look, the radar. They're kind of, this kind of flying, flying under, under the, the radar. radar. They're senior heavy, real senior heavy. 
uh, took, you know, and, and coming off of a really nice year, 12 and one last year um, with a young squad, he lose just nine lettermen from last year's team. Um, so, and, and what I think is really interesting about this district or this region is that you've got four teams in the top seven and all of them are in different districts, district mm-hmm. five wink, district yep. six, Albany district seven, Winthorst and district eight Munster. Um, Lots I of mean, balance in this region. That's yes. what I like about this region. This this is going to be. I, I think you have a chance to get some of your your four best teams. You, you're not going to have a, a, a real superstar matchup early in the playoffs. I think we're going to be able to kind of build to that crescendo later. Late, you know, Thanksgiving weekend where the where the, the big dogs start to play each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think there's a couple of potential party crashers in this region. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if 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 I'm looking for a party crasher, I like Archer City a lot. They they mm-hmm. they pushed Winthorpe to the brink last year in that playoff game. They've got that dude in Elijah Jackson, who's that you know again he's got a couple of Division One offers already. He's not committed yet, but he's a big time player. I think he can make some noise. McCamey is kind of always lurking around out there in West Texas, kind of being a thorn in Wink's side. And then you look at District Eight, Santo is going to be the chief challenger to Munster. So I think this region has. Parity, parity across the board. There's not, there's not a district in, in, in Region Two where you're like, oh, the, none of these teams are even going to no. get out of the first. Every district's got two really good teams, which yeah. I think is going to make for a really fun playoff bracket when these when this thing yeah, kind of shakes like out. Especially like the area round is going to be really mm-hmm. tasty here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and your, I mean, your, your darlings last year, El Dorado in, in District District yes. Five. There, you know, they're kind of lurking around. District Five well, out in far District Five is the weirdest is, district in the state. District five is the weirdest district in the state. You got you got two <laughs> six man move ups, and then you've got a private school team transitioning. Private private uh, not a private a team that a charter school that played in the private yeah. school ranks last year also transitioning from six man to eleven man. So it's it's a yeah. it's an odd district out there out far west Texas. Uh, meanwhile, yeah, and, and you took wink from wink from district one, uh, and shoved them over to region to to, to uh, district uh, to region two, and same and then you took El Dorado from region four. And mm-hmm. shove them over to region two as well. So it is the, that is that's the strangest district in the state. Like, and and it'll be it, that's one that could turn everything upside down. And by the way, like it it all depends on how quickly they can pick it up. But like Water Valley was a real good team last year in the six man ranks. Real yeah, good. Wa- Water and, Valley and Sterling City are both going to be factors in this district. They're, they're yes. not going to be walkovers. And I think one of those two teams is going to make the playoffs. Oh yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right. So yeah. uh, Region Two's really Region Two's like like Region Two's probably I don't know if it's the strongest region. Like we could talk a little bit about Region Four kind of depth wise, but like it's maybe the the most fun and interesting region. Oh yeah, sure. I mean I look at District Seven. I think Haskell. I have Haskell picked fourth. Haskell's a solid team. That, that's they a good are. team, and yeah. so it's rare to find that kind of district depth at this level. You Dude, usually Seymour. Start- have you seen the numbers on Seymour? They bring back they, like 19 starters. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, this is a good region. There's a lot of good football teams in region yeah. two. We didn't even mention, by the way, if you're looking, if you just like look only in experience, Collinsville brings back, they lose one letterman. One. From last and, I think they're, and I think they're dropping down. I think they're uh, division they one are. Last yeah, year. they're dropping down from two A division one. So yeah. keep an eye on Collinsville. Okay. Over to region three. Region three is where Mart lives. And, and, and the, for years and years, we've been wondering, is there a team that can challenge Mart within Region 3? Uh, we thought 
with the last realignment, I remember this exact show, we were talking, maybe it's Tenahaw. Maybe uh-huh. like Tenahaw got moved into that region. Maybe that's them. Like this year, I guess it's like Tenahaw or like, do you buy in on Price Carlisle? Those are like the two teams that I could see challenging them yeah. there, unless you've got some other deep sleeper. But for me, <laughs> it, it still looks like still looks like Mart Salus. Maybe Alto dropping down from Division One. Yeah, possibly. That's but yeah, you, you got to stretch. I, I think for a for a Mart team that we think is is kind of down, realignment did them a lot of favors because I look at Region Three and I'm just like I don't really see a lot here. Yeah, to be perfectly honest, I mean, no offense to these teams, but I, I think Mart. There's there's a clear delineation between Mart and the rest of the field right now. So I think someone's going to have to prove it. And maybe Tenaha with Terry Ward coming back, maybe he gets that thing. Tenaha's got the material to get it done. Maybe yes, Price Carlisle. And like I said, maybe Alto dropping down from Division One with all the tradition that they have. I, I think if, if somebody is going to challenge Mart, it's going to come from District 11. Yeah, Carlisle, Carlisle's interesting only because like a lot of the normal things you'd look for, they tick those boxes. They were they they dropped down from division mm-hmm. from division one. They bring back nineteen starters from last year's team, but they were only like they were a five and five team. Like they 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 were they got they got beat by Shelbyville in the first round of the playoffs. And like I don't know, like you you kind of have to squint to to, to buy in on them, um, even though like a lot of the fundamentals are strong there. Um, yeah. I just I look at them and I like. Maybe is maybe it's just habit, but I just look at Mart. It's like Mart has dom- so thoroughly dominated Region Three or re- like Region Region yeah Region Three that like who who could it be? Like I don't know. I just I'm not sure. Especially like you talk about like little things like Chilton moving out of the region, like and Bremont mm-hmm. moving out of the region. It's like okay, like it it, it feels like even more like it's March to lose. I think I think I- Region Three got weaker. I, yes, I agree. I, I, and Region 4 subsequently got stronger because yes. some of the power from Region 3 has now been placed into Region 4 in some so, odd odd realignments. So let's now talk about Region 4 because Region 4 is, an, is another bizarro region of just kind of mishmash teams that are thrown together. Because you remember the past two years, it's really – and really, boy, last four, six years, the whole talk has been, okay, it's Fall City or it's Burton. It's Burton mm-hmm. or it's Fall City. Who's going to do it? Well, now – like, make no mistake. I would. They are the top rank. They are the the highest ranked teams in our in our rankings to start the year. Burton, I think, has especially has a chance to be really really good. Sixteen starters back from last year's team that you know feels like they they should have beaten Fall City. Plain and simple, they mm-hmm. feel like they were they were as good as them. Um, Fall City will be back. Of course, they're the reigning state runner up from a year ago. Um, and they, they do, they do lose a lot from last year's team. In fact, they, they, they get kind of wiped by graduation. They got the wiped next. out and, and yeah. fall city at talking to some folks down in South Texas, watching them at least in seven on seven, they usually are pretty good. They just, they, they looked the, the one guy, one coach told me this based on the eyeball test. They look like a bunch of babies. Like they're mm. going to be young, young, and, you know, Burton, you look at their record five and nine that they were no. 12 and two on the field. Yes, they were twelve and two last year. They bring back eight starters on both sides of the ball. I think Burton's the team to beat in this region. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Fall City may take a step back. Chilton's going to be tough. Going to be tough though. Chilton yes. is very athletic. So, they they played Mart in the regional final last year, Region Three. Moving over to Region Four, I think Chilton's got a chance to do some damage. And that's the that's the funny thing, the thing that the, it belies the point about Region Four, which is. That it's no longer Burton and Fall City and then everybody else. Like it mm-hmm. is 
Chilton, Bremon, Dehanus, Bruni, like Granger. Granger's going to be good. Yeah. 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 I think, yeah, it's it's a good region. Uh, there's, there's some good teams. It's gone from like a super top heavy region to like certified quality depth. And, you know, Burton, Burton, if they are the favorite, which I agree, they're the favorite, then they, they, they're going to have to be on their game every single week in the playoffs. Like plain and simple. Agreed. There's no walkovers. Anymore, so. Just district 14 is, if you look at a map, district yeah. 14 goes from Burton, which is like up around Brent Brenham down to Rungi and Louise. Like that's yeah. a, that's a, there's some long road trips in district 14. That, that, that the UIL stretched the river band just a little bit in this district. They, they sure did. There's some, Two Division Two, they had to get creative. Let's we'll just say that they did. All right, there were some creative alignments. Give me your regional picks in your state champion. Uh, region one, I, I'm going to go with Wellington over Clarendon in Region one. I think Wellington loses in the regular season to Clarendon, beats him in the playoffs. So I'll go Wellington over Clarendon. Region two, I'm 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 going to go Albany. Uh, I think Albany gets it done. Uh, I, I got Albany over Munster in the regional final. Uh, region three. I got Mart over Tenaha, and then in Region Four, I've got Burton um, over. Uh, oh, Burton over. Um, dang it, Chilton. Sorry, Chilton. I yeah, had a had a brain fart there. And then in the uh, state championship game, I think Albany gets it done. Give me Albany over Mart in the state championship. All right, all right. I like where your head's at, and I agree with most of you. Uh, I, I'm I'm going to go with Wellington Region One. Uh, I'm going to go with Albany in Region 2, although I am very close to taking Munster or Wink. Wink's going to be really good. This, uh, this, if, if Wink's going to get it done, it's this year. This, it's this, this year. It, this yeah. is their year. But, but they, get, they just got a tough – if Wink would have been Region 1, I think I would take Wink to win the region. Yeah. They, they just got a rough deal with realignment. Um, Albany in Region 2. Uh, Mart in Region 3, you have to go with them. And I'm going to go with Burton in Region 4. And I'm going to go with Albany over Burton in the title game. Um, I think okay. I think I think Region Four continues its sudden mastery over Region Three <laughs> in one year. <laughs> but the tables, uh, are, much like in Division One, Region Four now dominant. Uh, the ta- yeah, the tables have turned. Anyway, I like that. And and Region Two and Division Two, I think you're right. It, it feels more wide open than it's been in quite some time, which is which is fun. It's fun. It's not kind of a there are there are times where it was, there are years in the past where it was like it was a mart death star and you're just like okay like we can just kind of fast forward through that anyway all right on to 2a division one uh the final division that we're going to preview here on this year episode but don't worry we're doing every classification here on top of stuff because we love you 2a division one the rate the number one team in the rankings is the number one team from last year uh the shiner comanches start the year number one with uh, Coach Daniel Bedeker, who has lost one game in three years, <laughs> he's living right. And he's, is he thirty-five and one? Is that right? No, it, it wouldn't be that. It'd be like thirty-two and one. Or let me see if I can find it. No, I, I want to say because I mean, the they, oh, they no, lost no. to Furio. They, they, I'm sorry, they are forty-two and one under him. Yeah, yeah, that's fourth round. Yeah, good lord. I mean, they're they're a. Oh, and Fourth by the quarter. way, like their baseball team was like undefeated. He's the baseball coach, yeah. and their baseball team was undefeated up until like the state semifinals or something. Yeah, it's it's he's lost like what? two sports contests. <laughs> and if they don't blow a, a two touchdown lead in the fourth quarter of that referral game two years ago, he's probably forty three and zero as a head coach. Yeah, he's he's I Kyler mean, Murray. Um, yeah, unbelievable. 
so they're the number one team in the, in the state. Now, I don't think... Uh, let's have a conversation here. I don't think it's locked and loaded for them. I think no. I think there are some significant holes to fill, especially up front, that they're Which is where they were so good last year. They were so dominant. Now, they've got that dude. New Texas A&M commit Dalton Brooks. Um, You know, I think the biggest thing, Doug and Dalton Brooks sucked up so so much of the oxygen in the room, but you're right. Up front, they they took some, that's what, that's where they were. That's what made them a great team was up front last year on both sides of the ball. They've got a lot of, a lot of holes to fill. And that's why they had, they had a huge edge over Refurio. In that mm-hmm. game last year, they just dominated Refugio up front. I think that edge is going to be reduced significantly this year. It will be reduced, uh, but it, but it's not reduced enough that they're not our number one team. Uh, the 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 surprise in two A Division one this year in realignment is we we might get Shiner Refugio twice this year. They're in the same district. I think we will. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I think those are the two. You know, Region four, as dominant as it as it has been, has really been about. The last few couple three years, Refugio yeah. and Shiner, Mason's had their runs, but they're they're still down. I think Mason's going to be better this year, yes. But I I don't think they're on Refugio or Shiner's level. So yes, I, I think we're going to get Refugio Shiner twice, and I hope that if they play twice, they play the play play the playoff game in Victoria again. That was an awesome yeah. atmosphere last year. It play was. it in Victoria. Um, number two is Tempson. We'll, we'll talk about them when we get to region region three talk. Uh, Marlin is number four and Holly number five to round out the top five. Holly, of course, the reigning state runner up from a year ago. So let's go region by region and talk a little bit about this, that, that, you know, so much of the conversation has centered around region four. I don't think my feel on two, a division one is that region four is still the power nexus, but it does feel like maybe that gap has narrowed at least a little bit. There's not the depth in Region Four. Yes. It's it's very Region Four is top heavy. It's very top heavy. I think I think the other three regions have a lot better depth. Yes. So let's start with uh, Region One. Region One, of course, had the state runner up from a year ago in the Holly Bearcats. And and for as much as we're talking about Shiner Refurio and and and, and Tempson and all these teams, dude, Holly brings back a ton from a team mm-hmm. from, that 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 was 48 minutes away from winning a state championship a year ago. 15 starters are back. Uh, they're going to be, especially the skill position spots. We saw them at state seven on seven. They, they look good on the hoof, man. Like they've yeah. got some dudes out there. Um, and they're just going to be, they'll be a little bit younger up front and that'll be, that'll, that'll be a whole level. But, but yeah, I mean, Holly, there's ample reason to believe that they can do it again, but they are going to have to go through a very deep and diverse region here. Yeah, it's a tough region. I mean, I, I, I agree with you. I think Holly's the team to beat here, but but you've got their district rivals in Cisco mm-hmm. always in the mix. You have the let's not forget the two A Division two state champions are moving into this region with Strat mm-hmm. the Stratford Elks. Stratford has always competed very well, even when they were Division one. So yeah. Stratford is not going to come into this thing being overwhelmed by the level of competition in, in Region one. They're going to be a team to deal with. I think New Deal in the Lubbock area with seven starters back on both sides of the ball is going to be really good. And and Panhandle is going to be solid as well. So this this is a good region, and I've got a sleeper to keep mm-hmm. an eye on. Keep an eye on Sonora as a sleeper. Not They're not getting a lot of talk right now, but you look at Sonora on paper. What mm-hmm. they bring back, dropping down from, Divi- from 3A Division II into 2A Division I, 
I, I think the Sonora Broncos could be a, a solid. They go seven and five last year and bring back fifteen starters from a three yeah. division two team. If you're looking for a sleeper, keep an eye on Sonora. So this and, this is a good region. And for them, for Sonora, if you're going to be in Region One, you want to be in District Three because Cristobal yeah. is is the favorite there to start the year. They were they're moving up from Division Two, um, but I think District Three is there for the taking for Sonora. I think you're right. And if you can um, get that top seed, and if you can win the win, win District Three, mm-hmm. you at least avoid a lot of the big dogs until the third round of the playoffs. You can kind of maneuver your way into the third round with with, with the with the way the bracket shakes out. So whoever gets that number one seed is going to be. Uh, and I, that, that was one area I disagreed with the magazine on. I thought Sonora, with 15 starters back from an area round 3A Division two team, was the gets the nod for me in that district over a Cristobal team that's moving up from 2A Division two. Yeah. Well. Um... You can just find another magazine to write for them. I know, I know. <laughs> um, okay, Re- Region 2, uh, 2A Division One, Region 2. So let's talk about Marlin. Marlin was uh, your, they were your hipster pick last year. They are in, they're ineligible to be a hipster pick this year because they're the number <laughs> four team in the state. Yeah, they're not off the radar right now. <laughs> no. um, they're, they're, they're squarely on it with what they bring back. Now, there is intrigue there because actually the 2A cover boy in Dave Campbell's Texas football, Darian Gallette, uh, is we talked with Ruben Torres at state at state seven on seven. And mm-hmm. he said that he said that right now he is doubtful for the year. I think I think he, I think he had the surgery and has been I think he's been completely ruled out of the football season. Has so, he? OK. Yeah. So tough loss there for Marlon. But Marlon's got a lot of other playmakers. I mean, it yes. was not that was not a one man show um, by any means. I, I think the, the question for Marlon's going to be how do they handle the expectations now? Mm-hmm. They they didn't have any expectations last year. Every, everything was kind of new and fun, and and now the pressure that now the pressure cooker hits right because yes, it's expected of them to win the region. So how do they handle that? Um, and and they're and they're going to go into a region that's certainly got teams that are capable of, of taking them out, including. One of their own district bunkmates, the Crawford Pirates, yes. who, uh, you know, they are, you know, Marlon, give Marlon a lot of credit. Last year, they more or less beat Crawford at their own game, which yeah. is, we're going to, sl- you want to get into a slugfest, just a street fight. We can do and That's it. what it was. Yeah. Now, Crawford was real beat. And you talk to Crawford fans, they're like, hey, we mm-hmm. were, we were pretty beat up going into that game and, and that, you know, that kind of thing. So I think Crawford would love another shot and they're going to get it at Marlin in district play. And they might get it twice. I mean, that's, and, those two teams are, are, are really good, but this is, this is a good reach. I, I like the Coleman blue cats there in district five. I was I just think about Coleman, to bring them up. Jaden Jackson is as dynamic a playmaker as you'll see. I, I was at the Coleman Holly uh, playoff game last year in the regional semifinals out there in Abilene. Coleman lost 21 to seven if, and Coleman, if they're down seven points and they go on an 18 play drive and they turn it over on downs at the three yard line, you can see the air come out of the balloon in that game. But Coleman was right there in that ball game. This is a really, really good John elders got himself a ball club there at Coleman. Yeah. Now moving over from region one, they're going to be a party crasher. So, uh, so is their district bunk man Toller. Toller 15 starters back from last year's team that kind of went toe to toe with with Marlin there in the regional semifinals, like offensively against one another. Uh, and then, yeah, I I could be I could be sold if you want to buy me if you want to sell me some stock in the Italy Gladiators, a 10 win team from a year ago last year. I don't know if I see them winning the region, but I could see them making another deep run in the playoffs. And they're going to be a thorn. 
Yeah. They're going to be the Thor- they beat Marlin in district play last year. I was at mm-hmm. that game. It Italy beat Marlin in district play last year. So mm-hmm. they can, they they the consistency is is the issue with Italy. Italy can come up can pop up and beat a really good team and then the next week it's like, "Oh, what's going on?" So that's that's the thing with Italy is the consistency. If you're looking for a sleeper, keep an eye on those Tioga Bulldogs, Chad Rogers squad. Mm-hmm. Tepper, have you yep. ever heard of a 2A Division 1 team bringing back 30 lettermen? No. No, thirty. I've, ne- I've never heard of that. That, that they're they're that, number one. They're not long for two A Division one. They're going to be in three A yeah. next realignment. But they've got huge numbers and a lot of experience. Keep an eye on Tioga as a real sleeper, kind of a, a, a hipster kind of pick. Yeah, them getting into the playoffs last year was really just important for their playoff to, for their development. Like they yeah. lost to Celeste, but like just getting that playoff game, I think is is really important. It's huge. Um, yeah. Okay. So now let's go over to region three, over to the other side of the bracket, where Timpson is the is the pick to click here, at least in the magazine, to start the year. Um, and and look, they've if you want to talk about having the guy, like they've got the guy. Uh and, and Terry Bussey. Um, boy, that's interesting. Now that, well, no. I don't know. Like, like there's a short list. It's a star studded two A division one this year, like real star studded. There's some star um, power for sure. There is star power. Um, he's on, Terry Bussey's on that short list of like, like spend whatever it takes to see this kid. He's, he's, he's just a junior. He's just a yeah. junior. So, and you know what? You, you're going to have a great chance to see him in week one, Thursday night. They open up with Beckville. Yeah. I'm sure. so glad they moved that game to Thursday night. That That is a Dave Did, Campbell's road trip game waiting to happen right there. And, and by the way, let's not forget. Timpson was the team that last year, played Shiner closer than anybody. They took Shiner to the limit. That to was a, wire, a yes. That was a great ball game. So I, I think t- now Timpson's got questions, especially in the mm-hmm. trenches. They they took some graduation losses up front on both sides of the ball. That's going to be the big question to be answered with Timpson is, is how how do they rebuild in the trenches on both sides of the ball? And if they take if they a don't, step, if they yeah. don't, there's a lot of good teams in this region. I think chief among them is maybe the team they're playing in in in, in week one in Beckville. Um, who figures to be really good, but I also like Centerville a lot, man. I think Centerville, they so Centerville, could be yeah, really I, interesting. I was at that. So Centerville played Timson in the regional final last year at the Tomato Bowl in Jacksonville. For a half, Centerville went toe to toe with Timson. Mm-hmm. Now they, Timson pulled away in the second half, but Centerville up and, and that's Centerville up front is really good. If Tim, if Timson takes a step back in the trenches, that's where Centerville, I think could do some damage and, and make some noise here. Cent- Centerville, Centerville and Beckville, because Beckville's got a, got themselves a stud in Jacoby Walter. So they got that guy. I think Centerville, with the experience they have coming back from regional finalists, is going to be in the mix. And you've talked about him, I know, as, as one of your sleepers. Yeah, I, I, is, I, Corey Camden is a team to watch out for this region. This is my sleeper, I think, in all of 2A Division One. I. Yeah. I think they tick every box. Uh, third year in co- under coach Brett Ratliff. They bring back a ton of experience. They got into the playoffs last year. They're dropping down a classification, mm-hmm. like all those little things. And they've got the guy, like if they, if you need an individual s- superstar, they've got Javarian Williams. Uh, and then they've got a superstar linebacker in Caden Burke. I really like his court. A, a lot lines up for them. I, I yes. totally, when you, when you were on with the East Texas TV station, I watched that interview. Um, I was like just fl- flying the flag. I was like Tepper yeah. is one hundred percent, one hundred percent right on this here. They're the team. So 
Reading three figures to be really fun. Um, and, and again, a lot of star power there and a lot of star power. And, and I think you're right. I, I do have to, I got to talk my wife and let me go to that Timson Beckham game. A top 10 matchup in week one. I got it. Yeah, you can maybe, maybe eat Stanley's pregame or something, you know. I got to do it. I got to do it. Anyway. All right. So that's region three. Let's move on to region four where um, uh, the top three teams are per use, uh, Shiner, Refurio, and Mason. So we talked, we talked about Shiner a lot. Let's talk about Refurio. Refurio is a team that took one loss in the year last year, and it was uh, them getting absolutely launched into the sun by Shiner. <laughs> um, yeah. They were they were they were trebucheted into the atmosphere. It's been a um, long time since we've seen Refurio just get drilled like that. Just get bodied. Like yeah, they, got, they got hammered. Shocking. Yeah. Um now they bring back a fair amount of their talent from last year. I think they're <laughs> good, but I think that they're going to be functionally built the same way. They're going to be a fast, not big Refurio team. Now, Jason Herring's one with both. He's one with big, not fast Refurio teams, and he's one with fast, not big Refurio teams. The bet, the special teams are the one where they have both. Um, this, I think, is more of the fast, not big Refurio team. Oh yeah. A lot of this just depends on how much of a step back, if at all, Shiner takes in the trenches. Because if they don't take that big of a, a, a step back in the trenches, it kind of doesn't matter how good Refurio is. I hate to say it, but like that's just kind of the truth, right? I agree 100%. I, I think it's going to come down to if how, did Refurio improve at all up front and then how much did Shiner – and then that that's going to determine if they – that's a big gap that Refurio has got to close there. So yeah. I'm not sure. They are they, – now Refurio is really, really fast. Yes. They've got some – they got a – I think one kid who's, who's a Division One type skill talent. Um, gosh, his first name is Ernest. can't think of his last name I right now. But they, they've got – they got some guys. They're gonna they're gonna be a problem for Shiner, but I, I just don't know if they can hold up up front. That's that's they the bring key. back Isaiah Avery at the safety spot. He was he was they bring back Caleb Hesseltine, the, the quarterback who remember he got nicked up um or early or, in that Shiner game. Yeah. He got he got hurt early in that Shiner game. Um they got Isaiah Bland, they've got they've got dudes, Ernest Campbell, you're talking about. Yeah, Ernest I think Campbell he's like a state champion sprinter, yeah. Yeah. I mean they've got they've got speed, but like if it's speed versus like power, we saw what happened last year and it mm-hmm. was, it was ugly. Um, so that's kind of the question. I don't, I mean, I, I hate to like bury the rest of the region, but like, I'm not sure there's another team that is within like, I'm again, I don't want to bury the region, but I don't know if there's a team within two touchdowns of those two teams. I don't think so either. I there think wasn't if, last year. Yeah. I think if you're looking for a sleeper, I, I, I like Flatonia. Okay. I think they're the they're the, they, they kind of fit the bill as a sleeper. The problem is, I don't know if they're even in the ballpark with Shiner and Furio right now. Yeah, that's if more you're of a, for a sleeper. That's who I like. Yeah, to me, that's more of a uh, that's more of how much we like Shiner and Refurio as opposed mm-hmm. to how much we don't like the other teams. Like mm-hmm. it's just like you move you move a team like Flatonia. If you move a team like Flatonia over to like Region One, like. They'd fit in and you'd be like, all right, that's a team that you can really get on board with and stuff like that. But like the problem is that region four has these two juggernauts that nobody like the closest, the closest game that they played that somebody within their region played with them. I'm looking in the playoffs. Um, not close. Let me just put it that way. Um, yeah. Okay. Ganado lost to Refurio 54 to seven. That was the closest game. 
That's crazy. Playoffs, 54 to <laughs> seven. So it's like, that's the gap is just so huge and I can buy the gap narrowing, but I can't buy the gap closing. That's just where I'm at with it. Yeah. Uh, not, not to be a lot, lot, lot of ground to make up. Yes. All right. Give me your regional picks and your state champion. Uh, region one, I'm going to go with Holly over Cisco. Uh, region two, I'm going to go with Marlin over Coleman. Region three, I'm going to go with Timpson over Corrigan Camden. Mm-hmm. And in region four, I'm going to go Shiner over Refurio. And my state champion, I'm going to take Timpson over Holly. I'm, I'm going to do it. I, I think this is the year region three breaks through Timpson. Beats Shiner in the state semifinals and then beats Holly in the state championship game. How's that? That's how you close out a podcast, Tepper. I like Hall. I like Holly in Region One, but I also like Cisco a lot in Region One. Like I'm, that's coin flippy for me. Like Hunter Long's back for his umpteenth year of eligibility there at Cisco. Like I don't know. They're probably going to play twice, and they're yeah. Now I, here's here's the interesting. They, they played that game last year in the regional finals at Shotwell. And it was almost a full house. Shotwell's and was, being, and that game was a three-point game. Yeah, it was close. But Shotwell's being remodeled, so it's not going to be available. Where, where are they going to play that game at? They meant to play at Abilene Christian, I guess. Flip for home and home. Oh yeah. Um, all right, I like I like Hall. No, screw it. I'm going with Cisco. Cisco in Region One. Okay, the big damn Lobos. Big damn Lobos. Cisco in Region One. I like Marlin in Region Two. I like Timpson in Region Three, but I do. Man, I'm so close to just being like. F it, Corden Camden. Um, Timpson in Region 3. I'm going Shiner in Region 4. And golly, you've got me thinking about Timpson. It was close last year, and they're bringing back more. Um, I'm going to go with Shiner over Marlin. I'm a coward. Uh, okay. All right. I'm going Shiner over Marlin. I'm going to play Chalk. Uh, I like I'm gonna it. Go Shiner over Marlin, um, but I am. I want noted for the record that I'm very close to taking Thompson. Like the dude Thompson Marlin in a title game, dude. That would be fun. That would be a that lot be of fun. Fun as hell. Oh yep. my gosh. Um, anyway, uh, two A Division One figures to be a lot of fun, and that is one hour on one A and two A. I'm glad we broke these up. <laughs> Yeah, I, I good. Uh, I'm feeling pretty good about about the call we, we made there. So yeah, that's uh, that's good because we can stretch our legs. We can really we can feel good about. Yeah, it. Yeah, we uh, can. So uh, next time we're going to get into three A and four A, but that is for another podcast. Thanks for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider, Steph. Thanks for your courage. Thank you. Talk to you later. Let's have this. Time.